We are two women in academia. Raising questions and breaking down perceptions. From a Black point of view. Welcome to the Black Gaze Podcast. It's your girl, Dr. Porcher. And it's your girl, Dr. Bertrand. Friend, we are live. Okay, okay, okay. Let's act right. We got we got new co-hosts, okay? Be oh, good. Okay. All right. Best behavior. All right. So, friend, before we get started, can you please tell the people? <laughs> hold on. Not only do I want you to tell the people what we what talking about, but do? I want you to sing it and do a ditty bop. But, oh, okay. All right. So, our, t- our topic for today is bands will make them dance. Bands will make them dance. Okay. What's the rest of it so they can know what we're talking about? I was like, yeah, come on, Juicy J. But it is critical race theory, mask, banning of books, and removing of history. Girl, this is about to be good. But listen, we got a surprise for the folks. Can Mm. you tell the people who we got in the building today? I don't know why I feel this in my spirit, but I'm like, whoa, hey, what's up? Whoa, hey, what's up? Whoa, hey, what's up? Set it off. So okay. who we got up in here? Because I had to give her that intro because that's what she means to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's my whoa. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I would like to introduce to some, to some, to some but not, not to all because she out here internationally known on the microphone. Okay. Come on. And to others, reintroduce Come on. Dr. Tiffany Mitchell Patterson. Put some respect on it. But I said doctor. Doctor. PhD. Come on now. No okay. Way. I ain't trying to get it online. Oh, I was in about I was gonna say that, but then I was like, uh-uh, I'm not gonna do that to those at New Hampshire. I ain't gonna do that to Ms. you. Shame, shame. Okay, be, before she comes in, can you tell us about Dr. Tiffany Mitchell Patterson? Listen, my pleasure. Okay, like they ahead. say at Chick Fil A. Um, <laughs> first of all, why I want to say born and raised in the county of Dade? She was born and raised in Hampton, Virginia. Okay, Hampton, Virginia. If you all could see the signs that she is putting up, it would be amazing. Dr. Tiffany Mitchell Patterson, or Dr. TMP, y'all see them initials, is a critical educator passionate about social justice and social studies. She has over a decade of experience. A decade. A decade. That's Mm -hmm. 10, for those who needed that, of experience teaching in elementary middle, and university settings. Put some respect on it, honey. Come on, this is not a rookie in the game. She ain't new to this. She true to this. Been about um, it. She holds a BS in political science and communications uh-huh. from Old Dominion Old University. Dominion. Okay? MAT in elementary education from American University. Who want it? Who want it? But you ain't even ready for this one. Go ahead. She holds a PhD in multilingual, now. multicultural education and education policy from George Mason University. I know she got that degree because I was Widow. Well, okay, there. I was widow. Okay. Um, but let me say more. Advocacy activism, intersectionality, and anti-racist, anti-oppressive education lie at the core of her teaching practice, research, and community work. Let me let me drop this hotline. And this came from her. Bars. Bars. Education is her revolution. Come on now. Come on. All right. Come on. Raise the fence. Listen. Can we please give a warm welcome to our co-host for today, Dr. Tiffany Mitchell Patterson. Hello, peace. Thank you so much for that love. I just that was the best introduction ever. Come on, hype it up. <laughs> Listen, who gonna do it better? Who gonna 
gonna do it better. Send the queens of the Black Gays podcast. Come on, come Listen, not, like seriously, Dr. Patterson, it has been our, I'm, let me speak for myself, but I'll add her. Um, <laughs> our pleasure one. to watch you grow and see all the great things that you're doing. It's our honor to have you here with us today um, to talk all things history. And I'm super excited because it's, it's time for us to really deal with the misinformation and the disinformation. And we just know you're going to kill it. Um, so at the beginning of all of our podcasts, we always honor OGs, like the people who have paved the way for us. So you said education is your revolution. Who taught you that? Who's your OG? Who do you want to shout out as we get started today? Well, I get it from my mama. She hey! get it from my mama. Hello. Come on now. I was raised by a black revolutionary mama who taught me in the black radical tradition, but also in the tradition of movement, Mm -hmm. the power of movement, the power of solidarity, know your history, know yourself. Mm. I was given black books um, ever since early elementary, (laughs) you know, we would read, we would break down in sixth grade. We broke down um, the autobiography of Malcolm X together. Um, we just, you know, we read Angela Davis by high school together. So, mm. so much of what, um, I think we're talking, going to be talking about today. A lot of the isms, my mother helped me unpack what I was seeing in my community. And also there's a lot of community members that will build and pour into me as well. So, mm. um, definitely get that from her. And, uh, in my first role of, I started working with young people within a program that I, went to mm. shout out to NYSP at Hampton University. Come on, Hampton HBCUs in the building. Okay. So <laughs> as I was working there and working with the young people, I saw that talent. I was a youth teen activist as well. And she said, I think this is a lane for you. I think working with young people and working with children is something that I see a passion in you. Mm. And as I transitioned to education, I saw that the revolution can begin there. The mm. same thing my mama taught me and, and learning about the culture and what that means and how to have a blueprint moving forward. I did that as an educator. I continue to do that as an educator and working with future teacher educators. Wow. Can I just interrupt this for one second? Of because I, as she is talking and honoring her OG, one of the things that I want to do is also honor Tiffany in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Mitchell Patterson. Sorry, let me put, put some, some respect, respect on, on her name. Respect. Because I, for my daughters especially my oldest one, Mm -hmm. one thing that Dr. Mitchell Patterson has done is she has taken her under her wings. Mm -hmm. And literally from when you talk about revolutionary tiff, she has literally sent her books, helped Mm -hmm. her to process things in the revolution. And I always admired um, Tiffany because I would say, you know, like, I, I'm i really amazed at how your mom did all these things for you. And I just hope that I can do that mm, for her. Good. And she took my child under her wings. And even, like, two weeks ago, sent her a book, say her name. She's just like, oh, I saw this book. This, this is what we're going to be reading. Like, she <laughs> really good. does that. And so when I say that she is true to this and not new to this, I know because of experience. Like, mm. this is not somebody who's playing games. Yeah. Like, they out here really saving our children and, and really trying to bring the revolution to life. Listen. Listen. Well, bring her on in. Let's get let's Ooh, get this conversation. Bring them out. Bring, bring, them, bring out. them out. What's what? What you want her to talk about first? Dr. Oh Lord. Lord. Yeah. Listen, I want to because one of the things that we do here is we talk about personal experiences, and I know that you Definitely. that you um, you mentioned your mom as your OG, but I really want to know 
as Revolutionary Tiff and as you do this work, tell us how you got into doing this work, where you are now with this work. Give us some of that CRT information. Like, how did CRT draw you? Mm. You know what? The thing about critical race theory, when I first um, read it, I first read um, Faces at the Bottom of the Well by Derek Bell in undergrad, right? Mm, give us that knowledge. So, but when I read it, it wasn't anything that I hadn't heard from my grandma, my nana, mm. my peoples in the community. Mm. What critical race theory is, is maybe an academic wording of what black folks had already known have talked about for hundreds come on, of years. Come on now. We, are, we, we coming we out like money. that. We need to put money in the collection plate now. Okay, we we pass, have one. Okay. All pass right. the plate around, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put back in our community. But when we think about it, some of those home truths of that racism is embedded in every um, institution of society mm. is not a new concept. People been saying this. Been about it. So as I read it, I said, oh, this is more maybe legalese, maybe more academic language to say what people have already know mm. and make it plain. So to me, as I saw that, it wasn't anything. It was just another arsenal to the mm. work that I was already deeply embedded in and growing up poor, black, but deeply loved and deeply embedded with a love of community. Mm. I knew the isms. I knew about those oppressions and how they intersect with each other. And mm. as a black woman, mm. I'm navigating these spaces. And so um, I think for me, it was how to bring this all down to young people, because young people also understand this too. They just mm. maybe didn't have um, the ways to say it or think about how to organize around it because they're being robbed of the blueprint mm. to be able to take it in new directions when they're not taught history mm. in its full capacity. Mm -hmm. So that was that's kind of my mission. It's kind of been singular in focus, but and it's kind of been expansive in other ways as well, but that's kind of the root of it. I know what the power that lies in it. I know what it's done for me and shaping my whole worldview. Um, and so I want to make sure that students have that opportunity as well. Well, listen, uh, Revolutionary Tiff, I know for a fact that you hope. <laughs> I love this. Listen, I, I know for a Twitter fact. Name? Is that my new Twitter name? <laughs> <laughs> know for a fact that these folks really don't know what critical race theory is and I know that it started in the area of law but of course people have done work around critical race theory in education so I want you to talk a little bit about what critical race theory in education is but I want you to break it down for the people in the back just like you said like I, I when I read this I'm like this ain't nothing I didn't know before mm -hmm, I've been experiencing mm -hmm. this my whole That's life good. can you break it down for the people who out here lying talking about we teaching critical race theory to kindergartners they lying they saying we teach critical race theory to kindergartners and we are not, but I want you to break it down for the folks who really want to know. So tell us what it is in education. Yeah. So I want to first start with when we think about critical race theory, even Derek Bell said this. He said, when we think about critical race theory, when we talk about we want to revolutionize a culture, we got to have a radical assessment of it. Ooh, so what critical crazy. race theory says and this is rooted in legal scholarship, but I want to also make sure we name this is building on previous movements. This is mm. building on civil rights movement, the long black freedom struggle, not just of the 50s and 60s. We talking about the long black freedom struggle. This is built on radical feminism, radical mm. black feminist principles when we think about some of the principles of intersectionality, right? And then, of course, this legal scholarship and thinking about power dynamics mm -hmm. and how the ways that oppression matter they 
and interact with people, policy, and places. Mm. Critical race theory is expansive. It's mm. complicated. It's nuanced. It's um, is debated mm, yeah. right amongst activists, scholars, researchers, and all that. But at the core of what it is is that while race is a social construction, mm-hmm. it's not a biological reality. Come on, right? break it down. But racism is a very normal and permanent function of how America institutions do business. You better, you better break, break, break it down. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to break it down, make it plain. You know <laughs> Come I mean? on. Okay. And there's a couple of principles in that when we think about critical race theory, you know, talk about neoliberalism, Mark. Dr. Martin Luther King talked about liberals, right? And yep. the limitations of what liberals do. Come on, girl. Um, come on down. Idea of interest convergence, right? Yes, come Black on. people, we only achieve these civil rights victories when white people have an interest. In come on. Hello. When come they on. can make some money off of when it, they can get some out of it. Come on. Right. So if we're going to do things along those lines, mm-hmm. are we really making progress, right? Mm. Um, thinking about counter storytelling, if we're always taught the dominant narrative, mm-hmm. Carter G. Wilson was talking about this back in 1933. When you teaching people about Europeans and you don't teach them about Africa, what do you think children are going to ascribe to whiteness that must be disrupted? So we talk about some of those tenets in education mm. is that a lot of the textbooks, the curriculum, the education pedagogies are rooted in white, middle class, male, mm. cisgender, the list goes on, right? Narratives. Yep. And so what we use, can use CRT is to kind of uncover that. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is the curriculum really saying? What are our pedagogies really doing? Yep. And how can we really push them towards racial justice? Mm-hmm. And for the ultimate goal of dismantling white supremacy at its root. Listen, but should like, we just drop a like mic drop? Let me tell you, I told. What did I tell you? I she is not Listen. new to this, but true to this. But like as you're talking, I'm thinking about right now in the state of Virginia, right, mm-hmm. where the governor has now changed and he got this hotline, you know, kind of like a snitch line Listen, where you call up. Get stitches. You will not threaten people on this podcast. I ain't threatening them. I but said, shout out get to the people that have been flooding in the TikTok generation that have been flooding that line and shutting it down. Yes, but like we even in cases that. like that, right? It seems like there is this ever presence to hide the. truth truth in the realness of what history is. Mm-hmm. So let's think about, and this is just an add-on question, as teachers right now in the classroom, what can you tell them about going through this right now? Okay, what I can tell them is that um, this is not new. Because she just gonna keep saying it ain't new. We this ain't not new. new. <laughs> this is another flashpoint, but mm-hmm. this has constantly occurred throughout this history. And even in the history of education, we think I was rooted in America's original sin of settler colonialism and the stealing of indigenous lands and peoples and wanting to assimilate them into that. So we can get into where the roots of it come from. Mm. But also, when we think about Virginia in particular, it's the same, same, same thing. Every time there is racial progress, there is white supremacist backlash. Come on. Our clearest example is Reconstruction. We'll get into that as well. But when we saw what was happening, she teaches. 
I just okay. got what my notes at. I just don't want to do the podcast. I just want to take listen. notes and make you the keynote. <laughs> like keynote. We're gonna talk about it, right? Okay. Black gays, what's up? Let me let me take a sip. Okay. I love it. Listen, we get for So when we talk about Virginia in particular, what was happening in the past couple of years? There was a commission on African-American history, the talk of how can we revise the standards? Um, how can we make sure that there's opportunities for students to learn African-American history as a course? Mm. You got to watch the through lines. You see this progress. On the backdrop of in 2020, all these uprisings, everybody in the streets talking about, oh, we want to do anti-racist education. We're going to read white fragility. We People starting to have an awakening. I don't use woke, but an awakening. Some Come on! What was happening. Awakening. Mm-hmm. And I'm quiet. Now we see there's a clampdown, right? Because mm-hmm. during that same time, the 1776 report comes out with just misinformation, grammatical errors, all that type stuff. <laughs> now states want to use as oh these are divisive topics mm. this makes white children uncomfortable yeah. i've taught white children racism they're not uncomfortable they mad mm. they want to know why they haven't taught it mm. haven't learned mm. that's good that's so, good my thing about it is what we're seeing now is just the backlash of racial progress mm. they are afraid because mm. they know what if happens you're scared, say you're scared. Power, what's happening. Go to church. okay hello but hello <laughs> So what teachers can do, teach anyway, teach the truth. There's so many teachers around the world that have, and in this country, there's hundreds of thousands of educators that are committed to still doing this work. Mm -hmm. And and that's the other thing too. I don't think we talk about this enough. I know we got other questions to talk about, but we don't talk about this enough. And this is what I learned. And this is why you need to study the movement, study radical traditions. You don't get nowhere without sacrifice. Mm, I was just about to say. Mm, that's my key okay. right there. Listen, it's going to cost Dr. you. Dr. TMP, people okay. want awards to say they did this. They want a little banner, you know, a little virtual banner they can put All up right. to say they are anti-racist. You know, they want to put a little check next to their name, right. but they don't want to pay for it. Because mm, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. When we think about, you know, I've been reading uh, The Rebellious Life of Rosa Parks. Mm. You think she was a rich woman? Mm. No, she was a poor black woman, mm. but she held meetings with young people in the NAACP Youth Council in her home, her small, modest home. Wow. See, they don't talk about that. Mm-mm. What is giving up when you put your name put on a blacklist, you can't get a job. So when I went into education, when I went into my interview, I said, this is the type of teacher I am. If this ain't the fit, then it's not a fit for me either. Wow. This was Straight like that. Straight like that. So you got to name who you are and walk in with that. Mm. And the minister is like, no, that's what we need here. Mm. And that way you're setting the tone early. So I tell a lot of my pre-service teachers, like, you got to be know who you are and the type of work you're going to do. Period. And I say that back to school night to the parents and the caregivers as well. This is the work we're going to do. You want something else, go down the hall. Go on this down the hall do. with the quickness. I've been and telling I them. always knew, and I would tell students, I might lose my job. Now I know. <laughs> Can y'all do a GoFundMe, right? <laughs> okay. But if I got to go back 
and work somewhere else and do what I got to do to survive in this, you know, capitalist society that is thrives on this, you know, the exploitation of people. Mm. I got to do what I got to do. Mm. But so we got to talk about the sacrifices. My name has been out there. It's been run through the mud. Mm. Um, you know, I've got nasty emails. Mm. But Mega Evers lost his life. Come on. Come on. Now we listen, I will roll up. Listen, don't revolutionary make, tip. I saying? will roll up but and I'll be with you, partner. What you gotta understand when you read about and learn about the revolution and radical traditions, you understand that sacrifice comes with it. Mm. My mother told me, she said, Tiffany, the path you have chosen, you're not gonna have this rich life. You'll be comfortable, mm. hopefully be comfortable, but you have that's chosen a, a path that's about the people. So when you know that, hey, I don't need all of that because my work is going to leave a legacy that's going to be a part of a tradition that's going to move things forward. Even if I don't see it in my lifetime, that's worth it. And I think people got to understand And as educators, we've seen educators lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're also going on national campaigns to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're getting down with unions. We need to strengthen our unions to do the work of us. So use it as a tool to continue to press forward, but know that you're in a community of people that are doing it. Let me tell you, I'm going to do the next question. I need you to, I need you to lead us. Listen, listen. Okay. So, I'm just call you Revolutionary Tip. We that's what we call. That's what <laughs> we you know what? When I when said I that, I was my Twitter name after this. <laughs> Doctor Revolutionary Tip. Doctor Revolutionary Tip. And um. There are other so many bands going on right now. So yes. we got people mm-hmm. showing up, spitting on people with no mask on. They burning mm-hmm. books. They don't want you to have no textbooks. They don't want you to talk about LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. I mean, these folks are wilding out. But because you have that historical background, can you tell us again, what's the root or the cause of this backlash? What's the real issue? Because when I saw, I think I actually just saw this yesterday in Tennessee is where they were burning the books. Literally mm-hmm. had a whole event. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so y'all just coming outside to burn books? That's what we're doing? So can you tell us, like, the historical, because I know you started talking about, you know, this has been happening throughout different movements. Can you give us some examples of where you've seen these bands? I mean, I don't yeah. know about masks, but where you've seen these bands kind of come to fruition and how it's showing itself now? I think, you know, something that I always talk about is that uh, white supremacy is um, violent. Mm. And um, and often in many ways it's protected, right? But we know that these bands, if we think about even um, American enslavement, Mm. when we think about robbing people of the chance to read and Mm. write and learn, because if they will read and write and learn, right, they would then be able to resist mm. and so we have so many examples throughout history i'm like there's a black uh band books week for a reason mm. <laughs> you know like this has gone on continuously and shout out to our librarians who really are on the front line of this movement that's, that's good I, I didn't even think about that yeah. yeah who have continued to stock their shelves with books as they are getting persecuted mm. um by some of these sex sectors they're afraid. This is rooted in what them people was buying that book, White Fragility, is rooted in that. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what them people was future. buying that book? <laughs> okay, look, they was tearing that book up. Yeah, I, well, I was, them people that was buying that book, y'all need to be out here on these front lines 
talking against these bills and talking against these banned Listen, books. Listen, what they add. But they wasn't That's buying that thing. book to do that. They was buying that book to say, we love black people. We're, black lives matter. They won't doing it for that. Or they want some type of award to say, look, I'm reading White Fragility. I'm tra- Can you teach me how to deal with it's my an fragility? Award. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't say amen, say ouch. That's what they say. So if you feel an <laughs> ouch, see how you can be a part of the movement. <laughs> So there's been textbook wars. Mm. I think we also can understand from the, you know, ethnic studies movement in the 60s and 70s of how they fought to get our histories in the classroom and get the access to that. There's so many times where, and we see that today, the curriculum violence, if we're going to take it to education. That's good. For some reason, it's okay for us to learn about white people and white history, but it's not okay to learn about any other group. Mm -hmm. Right. And we are not able to learn the complexities of the representatives that they show. We don't learn about Rosa Parks lifelong activism. We don't learn about MLK's stance on capitalism in the the war. We don't learn about Asian Americans. We don't learn about, you know, LGBTQIA leaders and queering of the movements and things that they have done just as people. We don't get to know them as people. Mm -hmm. And. I think that's a huge part of that humanity that we we lack when we teach it. And books give humanity to people. They give story. Mm, That's good. They give us background. They give us connection. You get to see yourselves. You get to see beyond yourself. You get to see the world. What Paulo Freire talks about, you don't just read the world, you read the world. Mm, And you mm. need both. We have to read the world in order to understand the word. Mm. And we have to continually read the world. And so I think there are always going to be people, especially as this world continues to diversify, right? Mm. And there are people that feel strongly that we're losing American values. But what are your American values if they were already rooted in settler colonialism, enslavement, Mm -hmm. you know, the degradation of women and women's Mm. rights, you know, (laughs) It's racist. It's yeah. racism. Fannie Lou Hamer said America's racism is racism is America's problem. Period. <laughs> so, yeah. I have to acknowledge that. Like and, and it's so interesting when they say, you know, when they say, you know, we want to keep our American values. It makes me think about Toni Morrison and her work and mm-hmm. I, you know, just thinking about the black gays and her work on playing in the dark. She's like, whiteness can't exist without black people. Period. And but somehow in this country they just want to keep going through like we ain't had nothing to do like we just just can't like y'all just brought us here we were nothing before that and I think when we start having that conversation like this country runs because of all of us yeah just one you know one group of people and I was I can't remember what I was reading the other day is like even this whole banning of things is robbing white people of their history too right mm, there are things that, that they are great. losing out on go ahead. But you know what the thing about it is with every band is the best press for young people. Because mm. now they just want, if you notice a lot of times when they do these bands, what do people want? More people are reading about CRT than ever before. Mm. More people are reading these books that are being banned. Mm. More people are saying, no, we do want to teach this history. And we're going to make sure that occurs. Mm. So I think they think <laughs> that they are doing something. But of course, all you're doing is sparking more interest in it. That's good. Now, they are taking these legislative punitive measures, mm-hmm. right? But I want us to always remember that the, that's what the resistance and movement work is about. Mm. They organize, we organize too. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. And this is actually a perfect segue into um, our last question. What are your suggestions for disrupting or combating all this madness in a way, and this is the important part, in a way that preserves our joy and increases our strength towards liberation? Yeah. So I think we have to remember that, um, particularly for our young people, they're growing up in the Black Lives Matter generation. They're growing up in the Trayvon Martin generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are growing up in this intersectional fight. So we need to meet them where they are. Um, I think a lot of the work begins with us. Mm. Pre-work. We got to know the history. We got to, you know, we could, I hope this podcast sparks things because what my mom said, you can't expect to learn everything in school. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, you get a taste of what you're not being taught, go learn. There's so many opportunities to go learn. Like Badu said in that song, they know who we are, do we? Mm, so they know your power. So start reading, mm. start learning, start building. There's so many opportunities to do that. Um, for educators in particular, I do a lot of work with uh, Teaching for Change. They have social justice book lists. They do a lot of events um, around the people's history online classes over, you know, three, 400 teachers join once a month to learn different histories that are not in the curriculum and how mm. they can engage with that, with historians. Um, I'm a big fan of in class with Carr. Yes, Karen Hunter, come yes. on now. They break down so many topics. I learn something new every time I listen to that. Um, I think we, and not just reading, we have so much access to information, mm-hmm. but where are we, what type of information are we going? Studying that black radical tradition, studying other radical traditions, you know, I be, recently was reading about the young lords and getting down yes. with some of the solidarity that was there with our Latinx community. And so when we start really diving into the work, mm-hmm. that's going to be our first step of sustainment. I also recommend getting down with like-minded educators. That's good. something sustaining. You do not do this work on an island. Mm-hmm. You might be the only teacher in your school tempting to do this. So you need to maybe step outside of that. Yeah. So for me, you know, I got down with Teaching for Change when I was uh, first started teaching. And that's been where I've been able to meet so many educators in the D.C. area. And then I joined the D.C. Area Educators for Social Justice. But there are other groups like that around the country. There's, you know, the New York Collective Radical Educators, Teaching for Social Justice. Yeah, Black Teacher uh, Project. Black Teacher Project. Chicago has their social justice educators. You know, so there's so many different organizations where people are coming together as a collective. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's even through your education association. Maybe there's pockets for there. You know, find your people. And even especially, I feel like in the social media age, mm-hmm. there's so many groups yeah. yeah, that you can get down with to sustain you that are like, oh, they just like me. You know, okay, I see someone doing, I can move on. Get into that community. What we don't realize or think about is in movements, people ate together. Mm, they hung yeah, out together. You know? good. People would, and also keep in mind your self-care. Rosa Parks did yoga. You see those images yes, coming out. Yes, come, oh, come on now. Come on now, my stay. Because they don't teach you that, right? They don't teach you that these people are human. Mm, they don't. You know what I'm saying? And so that you have to think about to get down with, you know, 
your own therapy and their things like that that you if you have access to and then fight for affordable access to care Mm -hmm. find spaces that also fill you up with love but there's so much love in movement and in this work i get joy I was just reading to some kids yesterday about Fannie Lou Haber. Come about Fannie? I, it was just... Y'all know that's my sorrow. Was, I was filled <clears throat> with joy mm-hmm. because they were so excited about things they had never heard. Mm-hmm. And they said, she's just a regular person and she didn't always win, but she kept trying. Mm-hmm. That wow. sustained me. That'll sustain me for a while. But do things, I think, getting down with people, doing the pre-work on yourself, that's understanding good. your gaps and biases and doing work, real work on that. What we have to understand is this is a lifetime of practice. Ooh, that's, that's good. good. Can you repeat okay? that this one more time? And that lifetime of practice. And that comes from the Black Lives Matter at school movement. These are young people and educators that mm. are saying, how can we prioritize Black Lives Matter in school? And so they came out with the week of action yes, and the I year of purpose that. for a lifetime of practice. And so I think those are some of the tips and tools that we have to you know, go on. That's Friend, so this was so good. Oh my goodness. The information is there. You just got to access it. And we can you find things ask. that we want to find. Listen, when we want to find it, I was just looking for a place to eat and I what? found okay. it. So you can find what you need what? to find. But you always going to find a place to eat. You're right. You know, okay. you sure sure around. Around. That's why I rock with you. We, we, we right. Go ahead, friends. Can you and take I think it? also, too, I want to say, too, you're going to make mistakes. That's good. I think that becomes the burden of people that think, well, I'm going to mess up. Name it. Mm. I would tell students all the time, I have blinders too. All of us do. You know, so I want to make sure that if you see something in me, let let that be a teachable moment. Mm. But that let comes that with growth and maturity, Dr. Um, Dr. Mitchell Patterson, because some people want to do this work, but don't want to be reflective of themselves. Like when you tell people that they they have a right to, you know, you come with blinders and, you know, if you see something, you name it. Some of us are so awakened. I'm going to use your word. I don't know if that's the right. They tense. so woke, they sleep. Exactly, and they need a nap because you're, I don't know if the motives are right for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be revolutionary, but I don't want to check myself. Right, they they can't exist. And you know, it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, being in these non-melanated spaces... Of course, not to say that we as black people don't have blinders because we do. Anti-blackness lives inside of us, too. But when you have black people who actually tell you, listen, the way you are approaching this does not work. It's an opportunity for you to listen and learn. And what happens is, is it turns into a fragility moment when we're like, listen, the way you going about this is actually causing more harm. And they're like, how dare you? We have a social justice program. I'm like. Okay, so let's enact some social justice. That's why I'm telling you this. And so I think you got to be open to that feedback and to know, like, none of us are going to do this well. But especially when you are dealing with groups that have been marginalized, you got to listen to them when they tell you in this situation, even though you think you're doing well, you're causing more harm and then you can correct it. Yeah, that's good. Right, because there is no well if we aren't free. Right. People forget the ING. We are working at it. We are awakening. We are. This is a consistent, constant work. Mm. I think one of the things that people use these words as catch alls, social justice, critical race theory, all Mm. these become these catch all phrases without understanding the true deep meaning is to dismantle systems of oppression. And if those systems have benefited you and put you in a place of a privilege, are you really dismantling them? Mm. Well, that's so the story that becomes their work. 
I wish we had and, the offering. You know, that's why I'm always down with the young people because my thing about it is they're going to take us like the great movement teacher Ella Baker says. Yes. There's so much promise in them and openness to taking the struggle in new directions. Mm. And so I think they see some of those blinders and we have to move out the way. Mm. We well. support them in doing the work and giving them the blueprint, but also being open to the new forms of struggle that they're going to um, enact. Mm. And everybody not going to get it. They not. There's a, a song in the roots, you know, some won't get it. And for that, I won't apologize. Whoop. Come you know, so I mean, you do the, the work. You do the work. They might not get it, but you know that you're going to keep pushing. Mm. Wow. Woo, revolutionary tip. Listen, well, tip, we got two more segments because, you know, in the black church, oh, we, we try to do our... More. Listen, in the black church, we try not to be before you long now. We won't so... be before you long. It's tight, but it's right. It's tight, but it's right. So we have a segment that we've changed that we used to call it what you reading, though. But we know that as black people, we are multifaceted. Not only do we read, honey, we watch, we listen. We do so it all. We do it all. So we want to ask you, what you doing with your life? What you reading? right what now what you, you listening <laughs> what are you watching out here it can be ratchet what are you doing give us some inspiration oh you know now listen uh one okay i i will have i run the gamut because now i'm uh, <laughs> i like you know one of my friends said you probably the smartest person that watches the most ratchet tv so i watch all that i watch all reality i watch all i'm in the I'm in a 90-day fiancé universe, all of that. It's problematic, everything. I mean, but, um, so that's that. That's there. You know, um, but also, too, you know, there's a great podcast that I have been listening to this week and last week, Season Freedom. I, I really do enjoy, like, learning Black history. Like, it is just a thing I love. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is a... Um, a podcast with Dr. Kidada Williams, and it really talks about some of those missing stories mm-hmm. um, during Reconstruction um, and really after the Civil War. And it talks about Black resistance. Mm-hmm. And I just love that um, it just started their season two. And then I also just read uh, earlier this week, Wake. It's mm-hmm. a graphic novel. I'm, I'm going to send it to your daughter. Uh, the history <laughs> I love of you. Thank women you. Women-led slave result, uh, revolts mm. by uh, Dr. Rebecca Hall. And it's a graphic novel, which is really dope. So I'm, I'm always a fan of accessing, you know, oh, young people accessing um, this history through various ways, you know. And so I mm. think this will be, a, as I read, I was like, wow, this is really amazing. So um, that's um, some, of the, some of the things I've been reading and listening to. Oh, you I don't want this to end, but can you do our lesson? I, listen, I talk to you I mean, all I, I, day I'm in school. Long. I can't wait to listen back to this. I gotta listen, but with a notepad so that I can take notes because you, listen. And Ooh. I got more to say, so uh, <laughs> we, we might have to do a, we gonna have to do a live event. We might event. have to do a live event. Even, but right. real talk. I ain't even say everything. I need, Y'all start reading people. But no, you know what? I really need for those who are listening before we go into our next segment on on real stuff. Y'all are doing school budgets right now. I really mm-hmm. need them to be calling on Dr. Tiffany Mitchell Patterson to come, come in, in absolutely. to these schools and these school districts and even these colleges and universities and spreading this information and knowledge. Because I have been going to a couple of different events with um, Dr. LeGarrett. Um, King, King, King and yeah. um, his Saturday school for nerds yes, and all of those yes, different definitely. things. 
I need you. Yep. Like, I need you to be out there on these same platforms. So, as you all are creating these conferences, y'all already know who to turn to. Listen, now, you turn to us, too, now, because we need a little coin. Right. Listen, but, but you know what I'm thinking about, too? Don't come into my inbox if you ain't really about that action. Come Listen, on. Um, and, thing. you know, when I'm listening to her, I think about the history teachers that I had. And it was real, like, here go a worksheet. Find these answers in the textbook. She and I'm listening to you, and I can see how so many young people who get to engage with you will be free and will oh, yes. access their, you know, access history in a way that I never got a chance to. I love black history because when I went to a historically black college, they like, uh-uh, let's run this back. You gotta mm-hmm. uh, you don't got the right understanding, let's run this back. But everybody don't have that opportunity or aren't truly using yeah. HBCUs because they anti-black too. But that's a whole nother story. I will say this. More young people, it's not just grown people, young people seeing you and learning about yeah. themselves, it's going to yeah. change them in a way that I can't even explain. I, some of the stuff you were sharing, I was literally getting goosebumps. Yeah. Like, wow, I, I'm making connections to things. Because I had faculty members at Spelman who were civil rights activists. Like, talk yeah. about jumping out of windows, breaking their legs, yeah. doing all types of things. And at the time, you young, you just trying yeah, to it be don't hit college, you. It don't hit you, but you saying some stuff. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that's what Dr. Middlebrooks was talking about. That's, that's what it. King Ferris was they talking about. So Not that long ago. And the crazy thing is, like, my daughter, I'll drop her off at school. This is just your impact. And she'll be like, Mommy, don't let white supremacy catch you off guard today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. If you ain't a product of revolutionary attempts, I love it. I love it. Because they will try to catch you. And I'm dropping her off. Like, don't let don't let white supremacy catch you off That's guard. It. But that is because of your you're you're giving her these books, you're teaching her. Like, it's it's an amazing thing. But this is our last segment. And you know our last segment is I see you. I see you. I see you shining. I see you shining, <laughs> honey. So who, like, look, it's hard to get on your level, but right. who do you see doing this work that you want to shout out? It's not a you, it's a us for me. I see Ooh. black youth activists mm. from K through 12 to young adults and mm-hmm. people in their young 30s and young at heart mm-hmm. that are pushing the movement in new ways. Um, access to mental health care, mm. social justice, racial justice, climate justice, care for our planet, economic justice, naming capitalism, all the isms. Um Queering our movement, yeah. taking our movement in new direction. It's not one respective person. So shout out to all the black youth activists in particular and all the young people out there that's doing the work. That's who I see. That's what inspires me to keep on doing and keep on keeping on. I, oh, I love. Listen, oh. this was so good. So listen, you know, in the black church, you know how they used to print out them bulletins, you know, so we could know what was <laughs> going on in the church. And I sometimes I'd be like, why can't they, they, they not only do they print them, they announce them. They too. announce them. Everybody yeah, yeah, get you up. Get both. <laughs> you gonna get both. And then you, you, put get up. Up. you write the numbers on the bulletin. You, you don't know what happened Listen. to it. <laughs> About 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. Revolutionary tip. Can you tell people how they can access you? You know, where can they follow you on social media so that they can continue this conversation and engage with you after the podcast airs? Yeah, definitely. Hit me up, Dr. TMP, on uh, Twitter. It's an open platform. Feel free. Hit me in my DMs. Uh, Not with no mess. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, ready to build. All right. (laughs) 
I'm accessible. I'm down to build with, um, you know, anyone and really think about how we can push this moving forward. And it's not just me as us. I hope it's just sparked the interest for you to pick up the David Stovalls, to pick up the Adrian Dickinson's, to pick up the Gloria Lassen Billings, the Tate and all of that, to um, Geneva Gaze and really start diving into how this work lives in CRT, you know, and what it is and what it isn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Parrish, you know, really start following these people and really um, get to learning, but also go back, you know, go back into looking at the Robin D.G. Kellys and different people that have, you know, Carter G. Wilson. Carter G. Wilson. Really read these people. Been the GOAT. Been the GOAT. The boys saying what y'all think it is. Go back and read it. Come you know on. what I'm saying? Start reading what people are saying. And also listening and watching their speeches of everyday people because there are so many people in our lives, regular people, people in your families, people in your neighborhoods that are doing mm-hmm. this work and have been down with the movement. Um, Black educator pedagogies is what sustains us today. So, you know, definitely holler at me, but also use it as a time to, uh, I'm happy to offer recommendations. Mm. Um, but definitely something that you can dive into the work too. Wow. <gasps> Dr. B, can you tell them where they can find us? I mean, they need her, but you can tell them where they can find us. Well, at. if you if you're interested in us still. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up. It's not a you, it's a us. It's, it's a, a us. us. It's a us. If you're interested in us, because you should be. Um, it is uh Black Gays Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. But when we get to Twitter, they wouldn't give us all them characters. You know mm-hmm. Twitter be acting stingy. So it's Listen. at Black Gays Pod. So you can definitely follow us there. Share our episodes with your folks. Oh, please even share it with non-melanated folks, because they needed this one for real. Yes, okay. <laughs> Listen, I want to give a special shout out before we go to our newest members of our team, Mimi and Brittany holding it down for us. We really, really appreciate y'all. So, um, Revolutionary Tiff, we only have one more request of you because you are our co-host. It's just to go out with us. So, we're going to model for you and you'll be the last person to go. So, it's your girl, Dr. Porcher. And it's your girl, Dr. Bertrand. And it's your girl, Dr. TMP, in a place to be. What?